This episode may be uncomfortable for most people, but it must be acknowledged. Literature. Some people hate it. Especially high schoolers are forced to find the deeper meaning within a glass of opaque, sweet, glistening water on a chilly morning. However, literature has also been a vital part of history for centuries, and now, in many more to come. And it's far more than just the gruesome hidden meanings. To start off this episode, I'm going to ask you to look around at your surroundings. Perhaps you're at home in your room or living room, listening to this episode. Perhaps you're on the bus or in your car, or perhaps you're even outside going for a walk, sitting in the park, enjoying the scenery around you. Would you like? Would you all like to know what you have in common? You're able to listen to this episode, and many others like it. You're able to hold on to your device and scroll either mindlessly or productively. You're able to listen to music, send messages, call loved ones, order food, and so much more. But many people are unable to do so. Look at the people around you, if they are, if there are. Do you think they suffer from any sort of financial insecurities? Do you know them? Do they look like they are going through any hard times whatsoever? What are they wearing? Is it torn? Stained? Or does it look brand new? Perhaps even designer? Well, chances are you don't know much of what's going on inside their head. They may be running through numbers, keeping track of the amount of hours they need to work in order to feed themselves and their families. Perhaps they're contemplating where they'll get their food later. If you haven't gotten to the point yet, I'm talking about poverty. Something I had suffered through when I was younger and now refuse to allow my future offspring to suffer through the same thing working my ass off just to ensure that I will be able to give my loved ones a comfortable life. Perhaps even a prosperous one if I make the right moves. But you all must keep in mind that I'm able to do this because I was taken out of the harmful, poverty situation. However, not many people are given this chance. The experiences of both people who have gotten out of this situation, never left, or were never suffering through poverty in the first place, but are instead sharing the viewpoint of a person looking in, can all be found in literature. For some context on why I'm making this episode, I'm in a remote literature studies class, and the summative assignment is on social issues shown in literature and the effects it, it has had. So I've had to read and listen to a few critical pieces and share my thoughts on them and what I had learned. Then I had to write an article myself on, uh, on it, as well as share my plans on my final project. The final project I chose being a podcast episode. I felt it best to use my platform to share the importance that literature not only has on society, but how it shares the issues that society has in general. So with all that out, let's get through this, the entire itinerary for this meeting. Section 1. How Literary Texts Promote Social and Personal Change Do you all remember in school how in history class we'd all be shown bits of propaganda that were made throughout the wars, the world wars specifically? How there were pamphlets, songs, poems, even entire novels revolving around how the evil opposition is and informing them on the heinous crimes they've committed. 
while some of those bits of media count as literature, and it sparked social and personal change. Granted, it led to further wars and bloodshed, but point is, it promoted a change. Literature still does the same today, just with a far less gruesome point to get across and outcome being wished upon. There are many pieces of literature out there revolving around poverty, specifically that had promoted personal promoted change, which I will be including as a link in the description along with all the other sources used for this episode. One piece of literature that I'd especially like to talk about today is Dead Aid by Dambisa Moyo, which talks about how the millions of dollars donated from more wealthy countries to lesser developed countries actually does not help much of all, much of at all. In fact, it states that the economy within the continent of Africa is continuing to decline. Poverty levels within Africa continue to escalate while growth rates continue have continued to drop. It goes in many other points as well, including the contrast between countries within Africa that have refused financial assistance or have limited it, and the countries that are now dependent on financial assistance. And it is shared that the countries that had refused or limited are actually far more prosperous than the ones that, who have heavily relied on it, who are seeing an increase in poverty. It truly is a great read and I recommend it. In the end, Dead Aid has actually sparked quite a bit of emotions from readers who have gone on to say that they have decided to take steps need needed to not only look into organizations that they're donating to and searching for better alternatives, but they're also taking steps to be more mindful and appreciative of what they currently have. And would you all like to know how these people's points of view were changed just by a book? Well, they challenge current viewpoints, narratives, and stereotypes in an informative way that provides examples, moving the readers to think against what they had always been told. Because we're where do stereotypes originate? I'll give you all a moment. From a few people that fall under the same label who behave in similar ways. Then that view spreads and completely hides others with the same label who really are their own person. So gay people, for instance. When I was younger, the only viewpoint I was shown were flamboyant men. But with the rise of social media and more people being comfortable with their identities, we can now be shown that flamboyance really isn't as common as the media makes it seem. In fact, there are actually quite a few flamboyant guys that I'm friends with that aren't actually gay at all. They're straight. <laughs> Which are also just further challenges the narrative. Section 2. Why we should care. Aside from the moral implications of constantly seeing people on the streets, there are also tons of issues of poverty that do actually affect us in our day-to-day -day lives. Starting off, the economy. Due to people in poverty requiring more resources and assistance in order to survive, that means less funding and resources for others. Less funding and resources leads to higher prices for basic needs like groceries, which means less money going to other expenses such as bills, clothing, savings, etc. So lower, lower quality of living entirely. Then there's morality and peace of life. We all know that's not a nice sight to see people on the streets in pain, bony, 
crying, or even screaming at the top of their lungs due to the only thing they have left to turn to being drugs. Having people on the streets doesn't only mess up our economy, but way, but way, but and way of living, but it also messes with our peace of mind. Sure, growing up, we were all just told to ignore people when they ask us for money and act as though they don't exist, because it's just better that way. It's the easy way out. But have you all got? But have you guys ever stopped to have a conversation with one of those people? I have. And quite a few times, a few months ago, I decided to start using my staff meal to help feed someone while I'd be on my way home. The first time I did it, it was a man out in the middle of the street, not bothering anyone, just sitting with a sign that I couldn't read to, due to not wearing my glasses. And he was occasionally walking around, but staying off the road entirely. I gave him some nachos, and he seemed shocked and surprised, like it was amazing I could even. That he, I could even see him. Another time, and this one I kind of hated myself for afterwards. I gave a man some chips and dip, and the reason why I hated myself was because he asked if I had anything to drink. I gave him salted chips when in reality he needed water. This was past ten at night, as well as so, as well. So everything was closed, and I didn't have my wallet on me either. So even though I really wanted to, I had no way to get the man some water. So all I could really do was just continue walking, apologize, and just wish him that I hope he had a good night that he possibly could. In his situation, then there was the most recent time. It was around a week ago, and it absolutely moved me. I had decided to make a large salad for someone due to. Then most likely needed something refreshing within the heat wave. I had been walking home for thirty minutes, seeing groups of people doing hard drugs or picking fights with one another and choosing to skip over them, because I wanted to give the salad to someone who truly needed it. And that's when I came across this man, right when I was about to get closer to home and would no longer see people,、uh, due to it being a section where not as many like homeless people are nearby. He was yelling, and at first I thought he was yelling across the street at,、uh, at across the street at a group of people shooting heroin. But no, he was screaming at nothing. I figured it was either between two things: either schizophrenia, or he was on drugs and seeing things. Either way, I could see he was in distress and knew he needed a moment of peace and distraction from what it was he was seeing. Which I believe was a giant bug of sorts, cause he was stomping the ground in front of him and cussing it out. So I came up to him and offered him the salad, expecting it to just be a quick exchange. And I tell you, the pain and sincerity in his eyes made me want to try and help him get his life back together instantly. But I had no way of doing so other than the salad in that moment. He told me about what he had gone through, lost an eight-month relationship. And his entire, and his entire life went crumbling down. He admitted he was a junkie, but the way he talked about it made it seem as though he is willing to get better if someone just gave him the chance and was patient with him. Sure, I don't know his life beyond what he shared with me. For all I know, he could have been an abuser. But one thing is for sure: he was so kind and genuine, even despite the state that he was in. He really needed someone to hear him out and talk to. He even told me his name, 
And since my platform is so small, I feel comfortable sharing it with you all, knowing that no harm will come to him. Corey. I'm not sure how to spell it. I didn't bother to ask. But that's just, but it's just that this man, this man whose life came crumbling down, still managed to smile and talk kindly to another human being, even after most likely hundreds of people went walking by him, acting as though he's just invisible, thin air, or even a waste of air. I hope Corey is doing well, as well as all the others like Corey. And yes, I know it can be hazardous for a homeless person to eat the food given to them. And I heard of people who just throw it out after the people leave because they can't trust the food that the food wasn't drugged. So even though I never poison the food I make, especially since that would be an insult on the culinary arts, I wouldn't be upset if they had decided to toss it instead of instead to ensure their own health and safety. Now, section three. What can we do? Aside from making the me- aside from making what meals you can from time to time or buying food for people, there are multiple ways you can go about helping people who are homeless or suffering from poverty. Though I know a lot of people choose to not go to homeless shelters due to either their pride or the treatment that they may receive. You could invest in funding for homeless shelters, soup kitchens, food banks, etc. Oh, I've also included a link in the description that says what you could do and what it says what you could do and then what it says is that you could make cards that promote homeless shelters but that just makes me think that surely they would know th- where there are homeless shelters nearby but have reasons not to choose it but then again there are also chances that they may not know where one may be you could also donate clothes, food, money, and money, of course, with either the increasing amount of people requiring resources like food banks, or even better for the person for a person to donate net. Like food banks, it's even better for a person to donate now. You could volunteer. Though back when I needed my hours, I tried volunteering at a homeless shelter or soup kitchen, but they required training, orientation, fees to pay, and oftentimes had a limited number of spots available. You could also fundraise, of course. It could be as small as running a baked food stand and donating the proceeds to a not-for-profit, or use it to help the people directly by using the proceeds to buy them food or even give them out baked goods to them for free. Hell, even back when I published my first book, I believe I said that I'd give around 50 to 100% of the profit uh, to charity within the first month of it publishing. Granted, I didn't sell any copies in my first month, so I didn't get to donate anything to charity, but that alone is still another option you could create is still another option. You could create a low content book or something Uh, and then donate some or all of the profits to charity. Plus, if you market it as such, then that would be more people interested in purchasing and helping out. And there are so many things that a person can do to help out a homeless person, only homeless people, not only homeless people, but people in poverty entirely. It can be as quick as a Google search. Now, section four, conclusion. 
Now, I'm sure most of you are wondering, okay, you provided a small section into the problem and how it related to literature, but it's not the entire meaning of this episode. So what gives? Isn't it? Keep in mind, podcasts count as literature too. And I just finished sharing an opposition to the typical view, Corey, and even did a bit of a call to action slash tips to improve our ways. So in reality, this entire episode is literature and shares the point of view of it in terms of poverty, even if it hadn't included, even if I hadn't included section one. But all in all, the point of view, but all in all, please keep in mind that every human out there has their own story and experiences and reasons for ending up where they had. I've had friends that ended up homeless and even my dad told me of a few classmates he knew when he was younger who had been seen out on the streets and such that are now homeless. It can be anyone around you. That kid you were besties with in first grade, that teacher who helped you with your homework and made you feel seen, even that class clown that gotten well with everyone uh, and was truly had a bright future ahead of them, but still just got mixed up with the wrong crowd. Anything could happen. So please be more kind to those around you and do what you can to help out, even if it's as small as a chocolate bar. I kind of feel bad for ending off this episode with my typical outro, so I won't be shouting out my books and socials here this week. Instead, let's just all take a few moments of contemplation and then proceed on with our days. <laughs>